Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are delighted that you've welcomed us into your home. We certainly would love to hear from you, so please send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guest is Ruthie Greenhall De La Sega, and she is a Catholic author, and she has written two volumes on Marian consecration, and how it has been the bedrock of the mm. devotional life for many saints throughout church history. Mary and the Saints, this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And we're excited to have Ruthie with us yes. and have her tell her tell us her story. Um, we certainly enjoyed reading the book. Yes. And we made our Marian consecration Some years back. many years ago. And all I can tell you, if you haven't done it, yeah. it's something to do because it's a game changer. Yeah. It changes your relationship with Jesus, which is what we all want. We want more of an intimate encounter with him, to know him better, to love him more, and yeah. to serve him better. That's the end yeah. game, and allow him to make us holy in the process. Well, when I first saw the volume one, um, you know, it has, you go 33 days of preparation, so she has 33 saints, or holy souls, not all of them are saints, on the journey of sainthood, that are there. And I love reading about the saints. So they're mm -hmm. just a page, a page and a half, just interesting facts, things with some of the more familiar ones that you just didn't know. And then how all these saints and holy souls connected with Mary in mm -hmm. somehow, some way that took place. And this is your preparation to make your consecration to Jesus through Mary. Mm -hmm. And she has a whole nother volume with another 33 saints and holy souls. It's just absolutely fantastic. So she's gonna share her own story of what it's meant to her consecration uh, to our Lord through Mary. And then you have all of these saints to read. But we do wanna mention uh, the Eucharistic Congress 2024. Visit ew10.com slash Eucharist for more information. Registering through our link will give you a discount, so check it out. And so this is gonna be a great show. You're gonna be really blessed. I think you're gonna want both of these books just to, I especially like reading you know, at night. Mm -hmm. and it's just enough right there to go to bed with the saints. And what do we say? Um, you know, Sleep with the angels and rise, with, and the rise with the saints. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Ruthie Greenhall De La Sega. She's a Catholic author, and she has written two wonderful volumes on the Marian consecration and how it has been the bedrock of the devotional life of many saints throughout our church's history. 
The beautiful book is called Mary and the Saints, and it's available at EWTNRC.com. Both volumes. Both there. volumes, volume one and two. And you can visit um, Mary's, Ruthie's website. It's maryandthesaints.com. If Mary had a website, that would be That would be great. Well, she does have a web. She's using these great, beautiful books. Um, well, we want to thank you so much for yes. being our guest today. And you came with your husband, Nick, and your beautiful son, Joseph. I did. And that was fun to get to meet them. So first, tell our family a little bit about yourself, Ruthie. Okay. Um, well, I currently live in Pittsburgh, Kansas with Nick and Joseph. Um, I grew up in Kansas City. I'm the second of seven kids and um, my my parents were are very faithful Catholics they all during my upbringing they went to daily mass and then we have ended each night praying the rosary my whole life and they continue to do that but it wasn't until I was 27 at the end of my first Marian consecration that I really encountered Jesus for the first time and that's really when my faith life took off and uh, my life just took on a totally different trajectory and um, after that, I, I just wanted to learn more and study more and just kind of do like get whatever I could with the faith, you know, and so I ended up um, going, starting to pursue my master's in theology through Franciscan. And then um, from there, I became a campus minister at a high school, St. James Academy in Lenexa, Kansas, a great high school there. And um, actually through that school, one of my coworkers, Kim, introduced me to Nick. So once uh, we got married, I moved the two hours south to Pittsburgh and uh, we got married two years ago this New Year's Eve. Well, so. what made you wanna do a consecration? Why not? I mean, here you were, <laughs> right? You were, you were raised in the faith. Mm -hmm. you, know, you weren't struggling with faith issues. It's not that you didn't wanna do a marrying consecration. What, what, right. what brought it about you said, oh, I need to do that? Um, I didn't know a ton about it, and I was in a like a crossroads in my life that um, the job that I had and the place that I was living, I uh, had was kind of doing everything I thought that would make me happy. You know, I had a um, great job, a great apartment, a, a great group of friends, but I just felt like a restlessness, and um, so I knew something needed to change. I didn't know what that was, and so that was like the end of the year in 2011. And so um, 2012, once Lent hit, I said, I'm gonna go to daily mass every day during Lent. And mm -hmm. you know, just that's my intention is, yeah. wh what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. um, and so at the beginning of Lent, my mom gave me 33 Days to Morning Glory, the Mike, Father Michael Gately book had just come out. And um, so I was decided I was gonna do that at the same time. I honestly did not I do it every day. It was, even though, you know, it's a couple of pages a day, it was hard to kind of get into that habit, but um, I, I tried to persevere and I, and I persevered, I did it. And towards the end of it, I was just at one of the daily masses. I did a noon mass at a different church every day because I had a field job and, mm -hmm. um, and I was sitting uh, just as I stayed a couple of minutes later and I just had this encounter with Jesus and I knew what it was when it was happening, but it was like, it lasted a minute or, mm -hmm. you know, 30 mm -hmm. seconds, whatever it was, but, it was like I felt loved um, and I didn't do anything to deserve that. And, and I felt loved in a spot that I, I maybe shouldn't have been, or, you know, like I wasn't living a great life. I wasn't doing anything that kind of warranted or, or um, I didn't earn it at all. Yeah. So after that, I, it was like, okay, I, I want to do as much as I can to grow closer to Jesus. I want to, you know, experience this again, but I, I want to tell other people about it. You know, I'm, I'm just a normal 
person, you know, like yeah. that I that I got this encounter. Um, and so it was not until a year and a half after that that I put together that it was because of the Marian consecration. <laughs> it took yeah, yeah. till November yeah. the next year. Mm -hmm. But so many times, like in especially I just remember in high school, um, specifically at mass, I would sit there and be like, I want to live my life for you. I want to live my life for you. And then I would leave and go back to, you mm -hmm. know, other things. And mm -hmm. it just it wasn't until my Marian consecration that I realized I was receiving the grace to pursue him even more. Mm -hmm. um, it was like I started yeah, going to daily mass more. I, I um, went to confession more regularly. I started going to adoration a lot. Just this like um, I wanted it. I craved it. It, was, it became easier for me mm -hmm. to pursue those things. Uh, and so then I realized once I realized, you know, that's oh, this is this is a grace of a Marian consecration. Mm. This is not me doing this. This is, you know, Mary interceding for me. Yeah. So. Um, so let's talk about it, because you said, you know, you had done it. So let's expound a little bit more. Okay. We're hearing some of the result of it, mm -hmm. you know, in your life, but some people might be saying, well, what is it? You're saying these words, Marian consecration. Mm -hmm. What? Not that we can understand that in totality, sure. but what does that mean? What does that take? What is the prayer or what is the way or what is the alignment or realignment that's taking place? Why is this so unusual that it seemed to bring you so much when you had the heritage of the church and everything else? Sure. What are you talking about? It. What is it? What is it? Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, you are giving yourself to Jesus still, but you're asking his mother to be the one to take you to him. Um, and so you like consecrating yourself to Mary. It's, you know, a Marian consecration is you're consecrating yourself to Jesus through Mary. So you're asking Mary to be the one to take you to him as opposed to just going by yourself. Yes. And it is a game changer. It totally is. And it is, it is a great grace. Yeah. Like, you know, you imparted yeah. that 30 second grace, like mm -hmm. something happened and you, you were aware my gosh, it's, this is happening to me. Yeah. Like this love. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. nobody loves Jesus more than his mother. Mm -hmm. And Jesus doesn't love anybody else more than his mother. Mm -hmm. I mean, what an intimate union they have. And, yeah. and to, um, to have her accompany you to say, just let me show you, isn't he just wonderful? Yeah. It's like you're a little baby Joseph. Like, yes. isn't he just so cute? Well, yeah, he is just so cute. Let me see him, let me hold him, let me feel him, Yeah. right? Yeah. I, wanna, I wanna be with them, I wanna snuggle him, I wanna, you know, it's that same thing. It's like, show me who he is, show mm -hmm. me his awesomeness. And, and then it changes you. And it's just a little nudge of grace. Mm -hmm. And certainly you weren't doing anything that was in great opposition mm -mm. to not seeking Jesus mm -hmm. or his mother. Sure. But, and, and that's how it gets sometimes. Sometimes we, we need more. Mm -hmm. And he wants to reveal more of himself. And, and believe it or not, he even gives us that hunger more. It's yeah. not like, not like, well, gee, I'm discontent and I need more of God. He creates that discontent mm -hmm. in us so that mm -hmm. we seek him mm -hmm. more, right? And right. that, and you, you, so you, we can take credit for no thing. Yeah. Like you say, God, I love you more, right? Because I helped you to love me more, yeah. you know? Yeah. And your mother showed me how to love you more. Yes. And how beautiful it is. Yes. And, and, um, again, being a, a new mother, you know, our son is almost five months old, but it's like, I, there's a place in a, in a heart that's reserved for the mother. Mm -hmm. You know, only a mother has access to these places. And Mary wants to bring us to those places 
um, that we can't access on our own. And then another, like on our side then, it's like Mary is the one who um, Jesus could tell us something. We might not be able to quite understand what he's saying or what, what he means. And she's the one that could be like, this is what he's talking about. You know, I, you look at Mother Teresa and her uh, call within the call, she's standing at the foot of the cross and she hears him say, I thirst. And what does that mean to her? Mm -hmm. Well, Mary's the one who says, this is what this means mm -hmm. to you. So it's not Mary that gives the mission or Mary that gives, it's, it's her, it's Mary that almost like interprets the words of her son for each individual. Yeah. There is that aspect, you know, we're consecrating ourselves to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's not too unusual to mm -hmm. understand, mm -hmm. trying to sanctify ourselves to the Lord. There's also this entrusting of, of Our Lady with all that we are and all that we have you know, to mm -hmm, say, I, mm -hmm. I want you to know this, I want to give this to you, mm -hmm. um, and I want you to do with it what you will in terms of praying for me so that I could love your son as I should love your son. Mm -hmm. It may not be exactly as she loved the son, but all the insights, you know, that I want you to pray for me. And I, and I, I think that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, that needs mm -hmm. to be said, I trust you with this. And you know, we don't just trust anybody with this. We always trust Jesus with this, but now we're sure. doing this with, with Our Lady. Mm -hmm. And for a number of us, that's very difficult. It mm -hmm. was difficult for me. Mm -hmm. I was happy to see as I was preparing for my consecration to the Lord through Mary, um, that John Paul II had that same kind of struggle. Mm -hmm. He was so mm -hmm. devoted to the Lord Jesus and loved Jesus so much, and for some reason in his mind at some point, it was kind of like, well, can I be entrusting his mother with mm -hmm. what I'm always saying to him, I entrust you with, you know, mm -hmm. why am I doing this now here? Is that somehow not pleasing to the Lord? I'm, you know, but th then you see how silly it is once you do it. Sure. That, that, um, that the heavenly father entrusted Mary with the eternal word of God, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Jesus chose her. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus is cho choosing her to help rear him and, and love him as a human being, why should I hesitate to do anything mm -hmm. with Our Lady and to say, will you help raise me up for your son? Mm -hmm. And when you do that, though, the dynamics change because I really find that, you know, I, I never had a very close relationship with Our Lady until, you know, several years back. Uh, and she wasn't nagging for me mm -hmm. to have one. She's very sure. patient. Sure. She's not, you know, like, this isn't, you know, the game changer in terms of your salvation. I mean, Jesus is your savior, yeah. but if you want to go deep in your salvation and know him, maybe I can help you here. I actually will help us there. So I think that volitional act of our will mm -hmm. saying, I trust you, yes. opens up so many doors for us with the Lord through her because she's a lady and he, she's not going to impose herself on mm -hmm. us. But when we do that, it, it, everything changes, it mm -hmm. seems. It gets mm -hmm. better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much, it's, it's the, our free will is still involved. It's never, you know, if we consecrate ourselves to Mary or if we yeah. um, want to work, like grow deeper in relationship with Jesus that all of a sudden we disappear or we no longer have a say. Right. But she, she's inviting and, you know, she gives us the choice to say yes. And, and I've noticed different invitations along the way of like little promptings and you know, and I've, you know, a couple of them I've kind of pushed off a little bit and then 
come back around, but it is one of those things that your free will is still so involved. But Mary is is totally full of the Holy Spirit. So yes, she's a creature, but she's totally animated by God. So to have her be the one that's our big advocate, she's never going to work outside God's will. So we can trust that that she's going to also lead us deeper in you know to Jesus because she's so animated by the Spirit. Well. What I want to share now is I want you to tell our family because we're in the week of the 42nd anniversary of EWTN. <laughs> so we invited you to come to EWTN, but tell our family your connection with Mother Angelica. Okay, okay, <laughs> so um, in 2017, I came to the shrine with um, my sister Kate and our friend Sarah. And uh, when we visited uh, Mother Angelica's tomb, I prayed for my vocation, specifically if I was supposed to get married for my husband. And um, so then Nick and I met and we got married and last summer we were on a road trip and we came back through. And so I went, you know, we went back to her tomb and I, in my head was like, thank you, mother, you know, here he is. <laughs> and we were, we were trying to have a baby. So we said, you know, uh, will you pray for us to get pregnant? And a couple weeks later, we got pregnant. <laughs> and so yesterday we went back to the shrine to introduce Joseph to mother. And, and you know, we went and said, thank you mother for <laughs> Joseph, can we have another? And um, we looked at her death date and her death date, March 27th was Joseph's due date. So we said, oh, we know she is interceding mm -hmm. for us. And she, we actually have a couple of saints that we pray to at the end of our rosary every night. Or like we call them our family intercessors and, and mother Angelica is one of them, so. How beautiful. Yeah, we love well, thank you for sharing that story because yeah. it's an amazing story. <laughs> it's you. divine providence. It is. It, <laughs> is. It, it, it again brings this whole thing. Uh, you, your books, you two books, you have saints, mm -hmm. who they are, their relationship you know, with Our Lady and how they connected and mm -hmm. some unique things about that. But you also have those who aren't saints. Right. You know, Mother Angelica hasn't been officially recognized as, as a saint, right. having begun the process. But we know godly people when, mm -hmm. when we meet them yep. and see them. And so I guess this whole thing with Our Lady, you know, flows out of this. I mean, she's even in some sense beyond a saint. It's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but that they're not dead, they're alive. Right. And that there's special things about their life that weren't even about Our Lady's life. And that maybe God's increasing those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to tap into those things. And you do that so well in your books, mm, 33 Saints and Holy People, mm -hmm. this book, the other book, and that you even take in terms of your I don't know, maybe it's a litany that you have mm -hmm. in your book. And it seems like for each one of the saints and holy mm. souls that you have in your book, there's a particular thing mm -hmm. about their relationship with me, like Fulton Sheen is yes. the gap. Yes. Mm -hmm. You use the word the gap. So there's always a gap, if, I, if I'm getting yeah. this right, between who, who I am and who God wants me to be. Yeah. You know, St. John uh, II said, become who you are. Well, Mary was like constantly that. She was like who she was. It mm -hmm. wasn't a gap right, with her. Right. She was, you know, conceived without sin and she's the, the immaculate one. And so that's nice to be able to go to her because, mm -hmm. you know, we're working on the gap that's forever the gap. And she's like, you know, by the grace of God, I'm solid, you know, yeah. a, a gift that he's given to me. And so you, you have those particular things about each one of those saints. It was such a right. blessing for me yeah. uh, to see that and say, well, I can go to this saint, this aspect. Mm -hmm of this saint, his relationship with Our Lady. Can I have some of that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I think, um, I mean, particularly when you talk about Fulton Sheen, like that has become one of my daily prayers is, Mary, fill the gap, fill the gap. <laughs> yes. I mean, between so many right. things, fill yeah. the gap, um, I, you know, between the love I can give and the love others need, fill the gap in, mm. um, you know, what, what I want to say or what I can say, you know, yeah. just, she's just, um, that's been one of my constant prayers. And then actually the second day is St. Juan Diego, yeah. and that one's about the details. And, you mm -hmm. know, I always say, Mary, take care of the details. Just, you know, and you, it's freeing. You give it up and you know that she will. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's nice, yeah. Yes. It, it, it was beautiful how you did that with each saint at the end or holy person that you wrote about. Because it was, it was like, oh, that's the one word. Yeah. That's the one word that goes yeah. with that saint and how beautiful you have, it was. You have the consecrate, you have the litany, which yeah. you kind of did that with, uh, you did that with all of them. Yeah. Um, and then you have within the consecration prayer, though I noticed you only have really two. You have the gap and the next step. Okay. So <laughs> the yeah. next step is another one of the saints that mm -hmm. you had. So out of all the yeah. different ways, you, you had those two in your prayer of consecration. I think we, are we going to a break now? Yes. I think it is? Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to hold you over for the okay. final segment. But we're going to take a, a break at this point. Speaking about Mary and the saints, uh, it's so beautiful to know their particular relationship with Our Lady and then to use that all as we move towards a consecration, more full consecration to Jesus through the Blessed Mother. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, beautiful Ruthie, why don't you tell our family why? What compelled you to write this book? Um, I'll say the first, uh, the first volume, it was the summer of 2020. And like I had mentioned before, you know, Mary kind of gives invitations and I kind of felt um, throughout the summer, like a, a couple of times she was inviting me um, to write something like this. And, and maybe not me so much as putting it on my heart that I started looking for, I love the saints. Yeah. And, and I love Marian consecration. After my first one, I would do them, you know, regularly, once or twice a year. And, um, and I thought, oh, somebody needs to write a book on the saints' relationship with Mary. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't that be a great idea? Yes. And, you know, and so then I um, <laughs> thought that. And, you know, one time in adoration, I'm sitting there and I was like, I think I'll do it. And I leave adoration. I'm like, no way. You know, that is way <laughs> too much work. There's, I can't commit to that. So um, at the end of the summer, I was with my sister, Ellie, who's, um, she was a second grade teacher at the time, 10 years younger than me. And she mentioned that she was looking to make her first Marian consecration. Did I have one that I recommended? And, um, and so it was like another prompting, you know, another invitation that I said, okay. Um, I have this idea, I wanna, I wanna do something with Mary and the saints. So how about every day for the next 33 days, I will just write you an email. And in that email will be a life of one of the saints and their teaching, their devotion, their story, whatever it is that has to do with Mary. And then at the end of that 33 days, we'll do the consecration. 
And so I started doing that and um, my family, everyone on my family wanted to do it. So, you know, I emailed them and, and a couple of friends. And um, so we finished that September 8th, 2020 on Mary's birthday. And um, then that fall when I was teaching at St. James, we were looking to do a community consecration and we wanted something unique. And I said, oh, well, I, I did this, you know, these an email form a couple months ago, we can use this. So we did that. And um, through that, uh, one of my coworkers, Emily, suggested that I print it. You know, she said, my mom loved it. Maybe we can print it for, um, for Mother's Day. Yeah. Well, in the middle of writing it was when I met Nick. And Nick was in the middle of buying a printing company, if you can believe that. They have a family business and um, they were acquiring another um, business in town that is a, a printing business. So um, he said, I can print it. So he, uh, I decided I wanted to get it, you know, edited, back checked, imprimatur, whatever I could to, you know, make yeah, it right. okay to print. And so we did that. And then Nick kind of ran with making it a book. and. So that was the first one. And then as that one was coming out, Ellie, the same yeah. sister, was about to get married. And her and her husband were gonna do a, a Marian consecration for, on their wedding day. And so they said, will you write a second one leading up to our wedding? So I, I did that in the fall of 2021. Well, you got a good deal marrying that guy. <laughs> yeah, That's no good. kidding. He's Listen, a good one. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so glad we have tomorrow to open yeah. this up more fully. You just shared so beautifully about just the, the wonder and the beauty and the miraculous nature of Marian consecration. A great book, great two books here, so thank mm. you so much. Um, so you can go to uh, EWTNRC.com, you can get volume one, you get volume two, volume one, 33 saints and holy people, same thing with volume two, the first volume, uh, Fulton Sheen, St. Juan Diego, St. Dominic, Blessed Bartolo Longo, and 29 more. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You're an important part of this EWTN family. You're never alone, and you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.